This podcast contains information about crimes against children. It might not be suitable for all listeners. Mr. Cruel is the moniker for a serial rapist and most probably murderer who terrorised Melbourne in the late 80s and early 90s. The crimes remain unsolved to this day. There continues to be some debate as to exactly which crimes were his, but it seems that most detectives who worked on the Mr. Cruel case agree that he was responsible for at least four attacks in the eastern suburbs on girls aged between 10 and 13, between 1987 and 1991. The first three of these attacks involved rapes, and the last involved the infamous murder of Carmen Chan. However, more attacks have been attributed to him during investigations over the years, with a total of 10 attacks having been attributed to him by journalists who have interviewed detectives about the case. These 10 attacks stretch back to 1985 and involve home invasions and rapes of adults and children from the age of 10 and up. This overview will first look at the four cases that are considered the canonical Mr. Cruel attacks, which, it seems, most detectives agree were the work of Mr. Cruel, before then looking at the lesser-known attacks that have at some point been attributed to Mr. Cruel in the media. The first case of the canonical Mr. Cruel attacks was that which occurred on the 22nd of August 1987 in Lower Plenty. In this case, the perpetrator, wearing an open-faced balaclava and armed with a handgun, a knife and carrying a rape kit, broke into a house at an unknown address and tied up the parents in the household and their six or seven-year-old son, sources differ on the ages here, before raping the 11 or 12-year-old daughter over a period of two hours. The location of this house has never been revealed publicly, nor has the identity of the family in question. The second canonical attack occurred in the early hours of the 27th of December, 1988. This time the attack occurred in the home of the Wills family at 11 Hillcrest Avenue, Ringwood. Again armed with a handgun and a knife, the perpetrator broke into the house and tied up the parents before abducting a 10-year-old girl, Sharon Wills, from her bedroom and taking her to a waiting vehicle. He drove Sharon to his lair at an unidentified location, where she was assaulted. He then dumped her 18 hours later at Bayswater High School, Bayswater. The third of the canonical attacks occurred on the 3rd of July, 1990, when Mr. Cruel broke into the expensive rented home of the Linus family at 10 Monomeath Avenue, Canterbury. This time the parents were not home, but Nicola Linus, 13, and her sister Fiona, 15, were sleeping in their bedrooms. Mr. Cruel woke them up before tying Fiona to her bed and abducting Nicola. He took the family's rented car keys and stole their car before driving Nicola to Chaucer Avenue, just a few streets away. From here he bundled Nicola into his own car and drove her back to his lair, where she was assaulted and held her captive for a period of 50 hours before dumping her in the early hours of her 14th birthday at an electricity substation in Kew. Lastly, the fourth of the canonical attacks. This time the attack occurred on the 13th of April 1991 in the wealthy suburb of Templestowe, 
at 111 Circles Road, where Carmen Chan and her two sisters Carly and Karen were at home alone watching television. A masked man broke into the house before bundling Carly and Karen into a wardrobe and pushing a bed up against it to block their exit. He then abducted Carmen and she was never seen alive again. Almost one year to the day later, a man was walking his dogs along Edgar's Creek in Thomastown when the dogs were attracted to something protruding from the earth in a landfill site at that location. It was a human skull, that of a young female. Police were confident it was Carmen's, and lab tests later confirmed that it was indeed hers. The Carmen Chan murder was the last crime that has been attributed to Mr. Cruel. However, some people believe that there is not enough evidence to link the Carmen Chan case to the first three canonical attacks, because unlike in the first cases, police could not interview her about her attacker. Adding to this confusion, police maintained that Mr. Cruel was almost certainly responsible for a number of other attacks besides the four canonical ones, but have kept their lips tight about these cases. Nevertheless, a scouring of the contemporary newspaper articles reveals a number of other attacks which were attributed to Mr. Cruel in the late 1980s. On top of this, research by other journalists has revealed information about some of the other attacks some detectives believe to be the work of Mr. Cruel. Other attacks attributed to Mr. Cruel. The first of these occurred on an unknown date in February 1985, when at 9pm at night, a man abducted a 14-year-old girl from her Hampton home at an unknown address. He then drove the girl to a vacant building site and raped her before dumping her at Moorabbin Bowl, a 10-pin bowling business on Nepean Highway. Then, on an unknown date in July 1985, a 14-year-old boy was abducted from his Hampton home at an unknown address at 8.25pm. He was taken to an unknown residence and imprisoned for just over three hours and was raped. He was then released in Caulfield South at 11.45pm. Both of these Hampton attacks were revealed by Keith Moore in an article he wrote for the Herald Sun in 2016 to mark the 25th anniversary of the Carmen Chan abduction. It is not clear why detectives believe these attacks may be the work of Mr. Cruel. It is possible it is because they occurred in Hampton, which is where one of the main suspects in the Mr. Cruel case, sex offender Dr. Brian Allen Elkner, lived until March 1985. More on him at a later date. Other attacks that have been attributed to Mr. Cruel are three attacks that occurred in December of 1985. The first of these occurred on the 4th of December, when a 30-year-old woman was raped in her home in Warrandyte at an unknown address by a man wearing a balaclava and armed with a sawn-off shotgun. Then on the 6th of December, a 30- or 35-year-old woman, depending on source, was raped in her home in Donvale at an unknown address by a man armed with a rusty revolver or a long-barreled handgun, depending on source. Finally, on the 7th of December, a 34-year-old woman was asleep in bed with her six-year-old daughter at her bullying home at an unknown address when she was awoken by a man about 11.30pm and raped. He was armed with a silver pistol or sawn-off shotgun. In all three of these cases, the attacker wore a balaclava or hood and blindfolded, bound and gagged his victims, which is a very similar modus operandi to the later attacks. 
The last attack that has been attributed to Mr. Cruel in the media is the Mooney Ponds rape at an unknown address of a 48-year-old woman, which occurred on the 11th of November, 1988. The attacker entered the woman's home before binding and gagging her and raping her. He then left her bound up, stole the woman's ATM card and drove to a bank before stealing $300 from her bank account. He then returned to her house and raped her again. In November 1987, the Warren Dyke-Donvale bullying attacks of December 1985 were linked with the Lower Plenty attack and the Mooney Ponds attack. A task force was then set up to try to establish any connection between them. By November 1988, the task force was certain that the Donvale, Lower Plenty and Mooney Ponds attacks were linked, whereas at least 17 other attacks were deemed to be possibly linked, but it is unknown which attacks were being referred to here. It is unknown if the Warrandite, Donvale and Bullying attacks were ever ruled out as being the work of Mr. Cruel. So this has been an overview of the case. In the future, I'll be giving an in-depth analysis of each of the canonical cases, and then I'll make a podcast on the crimes of the main suspect, Dr. Brian Allen Elkner, as well as posts about some possible theories I have in this case. In the meantime, don't forget to follow Melbourne Marvels on iTunes or your preferred podcast player. You can follow my blog on this case at melbournemarvels.com. That's M. E-L-B-I-N-M-A-R-V-E-L-S dot com. If you'd like to support the show and the research I do, I'd greatly appreciate it if you donated the price of a cup of coffee to help cover the many expenses I have incurred in conducting my research. You can find my Patreon page in the description to do this. There you can also find the Melbourne Marvels page on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Please look up Melbourne Marvels at Patreon to do this. You can also follow me on Twitter at at M-E-L-B-I-N Marvels, on Instagram at M-E-L-B-I-N Marvels, and on Facebook as Melbourne, spelt like the city, Marvels. Please contact Crime Stoppers on 1-800-333-000 if you feel you can help solve this case. Or if you have any information about this case you'd like to discuss, please contact me by email on melbourne, M-E-L-B-I-N, marvels at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. This is Melbourne Marvels. Till next time, take care everybody.